It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts back you're listening to silver and black today hey if you're a raiders fan if you are a card carrying member of raider nation this is where you get your news and views here in odyssey original podcast we appreciate you being with us do us a favor subscribe to the show if you haven't already done it you can do it anywhere you get your podcasts the link in the bottom in the description will take you to the device specific uh, subscription opportunity as well. So make sure you do that. Drop us a five-star review. We sure, certainly appreciate it, as well as catching us on YouTube as the show is up on video as well. You can subscribe, hit the notifications there as well. Okay, we're back with Mo, and of course, Mo, he is no angel. He is out there on these Twitter streets starting trouble. Yes, sir. He may look innocent, but he's out there. <laughs> getting people fired up for this football season. And Mo, you started a firestorm this week by asking some specific questions. Now, the Raiders and Raider Nation, all of those wonderful people that listen to us, they have that that forever chip on their shoulder. They're the outcasts. They're the team. They're the pillaging group. The, 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 the image that Al Davis cultivated that came to fruition in the 1970s culminating in three Super Bowl champions, the last the championships, the last in 1983, you dare ask the question if that may change. Let everybody understand exactly what your firestorm that you started, what it was about and what your point was. I want to start off full disclosure. <laughs> you know, I started watching the Raiders in 1994. So I get the tradition, the image. When you think Raiders, you think toughness, outlaws, rebels, uh, overcoming obstacles to still win, winning above all, right? And I, I had a thought Saturday before I headed out looking for some ice cream. And <laughs> I said, hey, I, I think the Raiders image or what, how you think of the Raiders when you, when you think Raiders, I think that's going to change under Josh McDaniels. And of course, some people push back because a lot of people are very traditionalist when it comes to the Raiders. They don't want to change the uniforms. They don't want to change anything. They love their tradition. I get it. I fell in love with the tradition, too, when I was, you know, eight, nine years old. I, so I understand. And the fans will carry that tradition wherever they go. But as far as the product on the field, I think when you think Raiders, you won't think Rebel first under Josh McDaniels. I think, and this is a good thing. It's not necessarily a bad thing. And I think there's going to be an evolution involved with the Raiders franchise as far as the football team. And I think when you think Raiders, you're going to think detail-oriented. Uh, calculated, shrewd, well-prepared. Again, those are all positive things. And under John Gruden, his second stint with the Raiders, the Raiders were still more traditional. It was still more about toughness. The team wasn't always disciplined. And we know this because there were there were talks about there were some lapses in, in details during the season that the players certain times didn't pay attention to details at times. I think that's going to change in Josh, Josh McDaniels because right now at camp, he has guys running sprints. If they make a mistake... Derek Carr talked about it. You got to take a run. And I think that's part of changing, changing, I, I would say, the identity of the team. It's not going to be, oh, the Raiders won the game, but they were sloppy with it. Oh, the Raiders, you know, have all these penalties. And a lot, of, a lot of fans like to 
say, well, the NFL is out to get the Raiders and they're going to be the most penalized team regardless of what happens. Well, Josh McDaniels isn't taking that victimhood approach. He's saying, look, there are things we can do to tighten it up on the penalties so that we don't give a reason for the refs to blow the whistle. So, again, I, when I say the Raiders are going to evolve under Josh McDaniels and their identity is going to change, I'm saying when you first think of the Raiders, you're not thinking rebel tradition maybe. You're thinking, okay, this team is a little different. They're well-prepared, they're detail-oriented, they're shrewd. Uh, and a lot of people say that's kind of Patriot-related, but I also think that there's a splash of difference with Josh McDaniels because he has shown a lot of personality at the podium. He's not as crotchety and, and tight-lipped as Bill Belichick. He even has guys in the locker room who are definitely characters. And, you know, Bill Belichick, you know, you didn't see a lot of personality with Patriots players under Bill Belichick. With Josh McDaniels, you got guys like Mac Hollins, who I watched his presser, and I thought this guy is a guy I would hang out with. He's a very entertaining character. Very Jermaine funny. Illuminar. Jermaine Illuminar, who I've been mixing it up with on Twitter about his food takes. I've heard he's a very interesting guy. A.J. Cole, as I've, I've, I've heard, and I've had talks with him about his food takes and cheesecake. Also another very interesting character. So this isn't going to be the Raider, the Raider way as far as the picture way where you see guys not have a personality and it's all about just football. And I know people are going to bring up Rob Gronkowski, but he was probably the only guy that had a big personality in that locker room because he's basically going to be a Hall of Famer, so you let that go. But I'm talking about role players having personalities and Josh McDaniels letting that show. So you get a little bit of the Patriot way with a well-prepared, detail-oriented approach, but you get a little bit of some fun and some splash with Josh McDaniels with guys letting guys be themselves and showing personality with the media. Yeah, and that's well put. I, I guess for me, a couple things. Number one is I was shocked by some of the responses you received. Well-meaning people, great Raider fans, don't get me wrong, but the word boring, like boring, what? Because you don't get 15 penalties a game, you're boring, or because uh, it's not 1976, right? So, so I understand, and the whole mystique of the Raiders, I understand it, but the NFL of today is very different. We talked about it in relation to Jonathan Abram and the way he played, right? You can't do that anymore. Uh, the Al Davis saga and the story and his rightful fight against the NFL to gain the respect he wanted for his team, the ability to create winning teams like he wanted to, that's all good. Him being the AFL and the NFL Maverick, absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with that. It worked. But in today's NFL, where it is a massive corporate business, where it is an entertainment business, um, it's not going to fly like it used to. I'm not saying you, you don't forget the past. I mean, that's part of your heritage. It's like, that's right. huge. Guys like right. Phil Villapiano, who we have on the show, those guys tell that story about poking people in the eyes and hitting them in the crotch and doing all that stuff. Great. You can't do it anymore. So to me, the reaction of, well, it's boring. I don't know if six rings are that boring, Mo. I look at it this way and, People in general are resistant to change. But Absolutely. what I will say is you can you can embrace your roots and respect your tradition and all the Raider players that came before and still learn to evolve. And, and I just look at it this way, and you, you just mentioned it. A lot of the things that you cheered on in the 1980s and 70s, you got to have to let that go. It's a different league now. The way the offenses are, are let to go down the field and the way things are officiated, it's a different league now. You have to evolve, adapt, or die. And again, because I said that the identity is going to shift and change, doesn't mean that they're going to completely change where they're not going to have some of those old qualities. They're just going to incorporate right. new things. Again, detail-oriented, uh, being well-prepared. And that, I think that's going to have an effect on cutting down those penalties. But I will also say, 
Look at the rate. Look at the Raiders leaders and captains and vets on this team. When I used to think Raiders growing up, I used to think tough, fiery. They're going to mm-hmm. beat you down. You know, now you look at guys like Derek Carr. I know he was kind of firing that presser, the reporter. But for the mm-hmm. most part, you don't think of Derek Carr as a, you know, fiery. I'm going to beat you down. He's more cerebral. And that's the, the word I used on Twitter because I think the Raiders are going to be a more cerebral team. Yeah. We look I, at I mean, Derek Carr you, really quick. When you look at Derek yeah. Carr. Chandler Jones, who we had sound on, I, I know Chandler Jones is a game record, but you listen to him speak. He's not that, er, I'm fire, I'm going to beat you down type of guy. He's the guy, I'm going to beat you with my technique. You look at Devontae Adams, not a guy that's fiery, so to, so to speak, when you hear his pressers. He's going to beat you with technique, cerebral. Mm-hmm. Cole Miller, your best offensive lineman. You don't hear a peep from him. He's not making headlines. Those guys are, are, not, are not headline makers in a sense where, they're gonna say things that are inflammatory. Yeah. I'm a rebel. I'm gonna. I'm tough. I'm do this. It's all about technique and being well prepared. Absolutely, and it's interesting though. And I, I want you to get a cup of tea, your favorite tea, and, and sit up because because uh, Scott, the psychologist, is now in the house. Okay, <laughs> and that is uh, when I when I have my patient Raider Nation come in and sit down on the nice couch. Uh, like Dr. Melfi and Tony Soprano. Um, I'm sitting there and I'm looking at this and I understand some of the reaction because I look at it this way and that is Raider Nation, the thing that's always amazed me about it, especially being newer to it, has been the fact that it is a true tribe and, and most members of Raider Nation talk about it being a family. And you see all of our listeners over the years and how they get together on the road, and when they now travel to Las Vegas for games, um, it's remarkable how close they are. So, so not only are you right, Mo, about culture change being difficult no matter what the situation, but then if you feel like because things are changing, you may lose your identity, that gets really scary, I think, for fans. But, but I don't think that's going to happen because I go back to a conversation, and I don't mind sharing it now, Openly, because I don't feel like I'm betraying any confidences, but I had a conversation with Mark Bedane a few years ago when he was president of the Raiders, and I asked him about, this was before the stadium opened, and I said, hey, are you going to have the black hole? There's a lot of concern about people having getting the black hole. And he said, yeah, of course, the black hole is is part of what Raider football is all about, but we also are in a new market. We, we want to take the experience to a next level. We also are going to have new fans. We're going to have new fans from Las Vegas and the surrounding area who are going to come in. They don't have that history. They want to be part of that history, but there is an evolution. He didn't say he wanted to get rid of any of that. He wanted the evolution to occur, and I think that's what we're seeing is this evolution. But the other shocking thing, Mo, and I want to get your comments on this, and I know it's just fans kind of spouting off, but it's a really interesting part of fandom, not just for Raider fans, but for a lot of folks. And that is this idea that if you didn't suffer for the last 30 years, or let's say you're younger in the last 15 years, that somehow you're not a fan. You're a bandwagon fan if you become a new Raider fan. I don't understand that. Now, if your team wins the Super Bowl and then suddenly your neighbors are flying Raider flags and they never did before and they had no interest, (laughs) that I understand. But this idea that you have to be flogged and whipped and beat up and and have your nose bloodied as a Raider fan to be a true fan just rings hollow to me. 
What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I think part of that comes from a lot of people feel like there's a rite of passage that they mm. suffered through those decades of, <laughs> of mediocrity and poor seasons in two and 14 and four and 12. And here you come as soon as they start winning, then you want to claim you're, you're this diehard Raider fan. I think that's where the vested fans have a pushback. And I get mm-hmm. that. I understand that. I've watched the Raiders lose to the Buccaneers on my bunk bed at 16 years old. I get it. <laughs> So I, I totally, and trust still, me, I totally get still, it. It's still ingrained it, in your brain. It, it's, it, it still hurts my heart to see that, but to remember <laughs> that. But I will say this, and I, and I said this on Twitter, that anytime you have a team that's headed in the right direction, you're going to gain new fans. There's nothing you can do about that. And I like some of the comments that came back, because there were some positive comments. And there was yes. Just when Wendy, I just want to shout her out. Mm-hmm. She had a good comment. She's just like, you know, basically everyone just come together. Why are we why are we dividing Raider fans into sections? You know, you were a fan for 20 years, you're a fan for 30 years, you're a fan for 10 five. It doesn't matter. If you if you enjoy watching the team, we could share a moment at the beat at the bar or wherever we are watching the game. We can enjoy Raider football. And I think that should be the overwhelming message of it. Because another another tweeter said something about like sometimes kids aren't into sports right away. You get adults later on in life who are into football. Maybe as as you just mentioned, Reyes move to a new city, go from the Bay Area to Las Vegas. You're gonna get new fans who come along along the way, and that's yeah. just that's just how it is. Now, if you don't want to associate with new fans because you feel like you're you're some vested Raider member, and you you're not you know you don't want to associate with bandwagging people, that's that's fine. But at the end of the day, when you're having a beer and you're celebrating a win in the playoffs or a Super Bowl, you're not asking the guy or girl next to you, woman next to you, hey, how long have before I give you a high five, before <laughs> I share my brisket with you, how long have you been a Raider fan? No one is asking that question. You're just excited to see your team win. Yeah, and and it's it's remarkable to me too because some of the same people, and again, you're right. There's positive. I'm not. I don't mean to just focus on the people who are being talking negatively about this whole change and fans and and yeah. your the firestorm you started, but the idea too that some of these same people were cheering uh, the hire uh, of, of of Sandra Douglas. Um, oh my gosh, excuse me. And, and the fact that she comes in as the first African American female. So you're you're celebrating diversity, right? And so diversity is about welcoming people from all walks of life, all types of talent. And, and then suddenly you're saying, well, no, you can't be a new Raider fan. It's just, it's remarkable. But, but I, I understand, and I think your point is well taken, that there's a rite of passage involved. But, you know, it's funny because the, the, you hear fans talk about, well, they haven't been a Raider fan, and they talk about the great Raiders, and, oh, well, forget them. They, they went to the Chiefs as a player or whatever. But then you look at Marcus Allen or you look at other great Raiders who played on and who came back and are still loved by Raider Nation. There's room for everybody, and I get the little bit of, okay, you know, I've been doing this for a long time, and now you get to enjoy just the, the happiness. But that's life in general. That happens with everything. I don't care if you're in business or whatever. When you're struggling, there's not a lot of people there lining up at your door. And then when you're winning, guess who's there? Everybody wants to be a part and have lunch with you, have a coffee with you and all that stuff. So it's no different in life. Uh, so so good that. But but at least Mo started it and got it rolling, and it was a very good discussion. So 
good stuff. One all thing right. I one thing yeah. I will say though, really quick about the identity. Above all, if you want to honor the Raiders of old of yesteryear and Al Davis, what is the number one thing that Al Davis wanted the team to do? Win. No matter how it happens, just win, baby. That that was that that's the identity I think Al Davis would be proud of, no matter how it's done cerebrally, whether you're a fiery player or whatever the case may be. Winning the game should be the identity of the Raiders because if that if that goes back to what it was in the 80s and the 70s, then everyone's happy. Absolutely. And by the way, for the first time, I mean, the last 15 years, um, maybe a little less than that. Remember, too, we have so many fans, Raider fans that we hear from who saw the Raiders on TV once, twice a year because they were on Monday Night Football a lot. And, and they became Raider fans because they got to watch them. Now you can watch football everywhere, right? You can be in Australia, like our good our listener Rossi down there, and our good friend Hayden Nadolny. Those guys got got it on Armed Forces Radio. They learned. Now there's more accessible. So Raider fans are popping up all over the place, not because they're that good yet. Yes, they made the playoffs, but they're also getting more accessible, and they love the team. They love the look. It could be the uniform. It could be the helmet. It could be whatever. So uh, it's good, but you're right. It's all about winning, and that is something that everybody loves to get on board with all right we're going to take a break now when we come back last part of the show we're going to do a position breakdown we're also going to announce a little fun deal we're going to do yes we're going to do a fantasy football league we're going to talk about it we're going to get you involved coming up after the break you're listening to silver and black today an odyssey original podcast don't go anywhere raider nation